0: Oh, it's just plain radio yeah the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle I can fly. the body the time, the body Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane? Call Just Plane Radio toll-free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please.
1: I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, Law. Captain Dennis. We are your crew today on Just Plane Radio. The show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Coming up a little bit later on, we're going to talk to a guy named Ed. Not a special Ed. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he feels that way. We'll find out. But he had to pull the shoot in his Cirrus uh, sometime in the Caribbean, and then he got uh, he got a free cruise out of it. I guess is that right,
2: Dennis? Yeah, that's a heck of a way to end your uh, your vacation to the uh, uh, you know the, the Caribbean. There is to get a. The, uh, Pull the chute, ride the parachute down, and then get picked up by a cruise ship and have a buffet.
1: Mm-hmm. That's one way to do it, but probably not the, the way of choice for most. Probably
2: not the most, most cost-effective way.
1: Quite right. But we'll get the, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go to the source uh, a little bit later on on today's uh, show. But first, we got Chris from Apario, who's uh, hot and heavy, uh, getting ready for the end of ADS- ADS- ADS-B uh, in- installation. Chris, welcome to Just Plane Radio. How are you?
3: Hey, doing well up here in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm glad to, glad to be back with you guys. It's been uh, several months since we, we talked and, and a, few, a few of the trade shows have come and gone and, and winding down the year.
1: Yeah, well, not really uh, as far as busy uh, for you. I mean, uh, you guys are like uh, going nuts right now trying to get everybody compliant by the end of the year. Am I right, Chris, or what?
3: Yeah, we're going like crazy. You know, I'm, I think I'm on my seventh cup of coffee this, this <laughs> afternoon already up here in, in North Dakota. But, um, yeah, you know, um, we got uh, beginning of the year started out, um, you know, the equipage rate was just going like crazy. Um, and then we ended up going out of stock. So, I mean, one of those, for, you know, just those forecasting things, right? You're always wrong, you know. Um, <laughs> you're always you're either going to be really high or you're going to be too high or too low, but you never, you're going to always be off by something. Right. And it uh, turn, turns out I was off. Um, so, I... I under and and we, we took a while to ramp back up the manufacturing, uh, running another sh- running another shift, and and we uh, came back out of stock finally uh, um, sometime in end of August. So we are um, you know finally spooled up uh, and back in stock, and you know part of that help was um, it, the, the the bad of it was you know you look at equipage numbers back in June, uh, I think it was about three thousand aircraft equipped in June, and July went down to about eighteen hundred. Hmm. um and then it started slowly creeping back up august was 2400 september 2600 uh, we just seen the latest numbers from the FAA and, and 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 i'm using general aviation numbers here not not airliner stuff but right. um, generally general aviation numbers and we were looking at about thirty five, thirty six hundred 3600 for october so it's creeping back up so that's uh, hmm. a good uh, good good sign for the end of the year um that puts a number of general aviation aircraft equipped about 75,000 7 you know 75 and a half something like that um and know, and then the number you guess on is 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 a guess, right? Of you know, is it 120,000 aircraft? Is it 130? And so you know, we sit back and think about that a lot. But um, the 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 goal here is, is obviously to get all aircraft equipped. I um, you know, we got 55 days, eight hours, 46 minutes, and some odd seconds left. So. <laughs> I, I, yeah, uh, usually keep, <laughs> but you're not counting, are you? Not, yeah. no, no, not, not counting at all. So. Not at all. Um, yeah,
1: you got one of those countdown clocks, uh, clocks on your uh, computer.
3: <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> you got it, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, so you know ADSB has been and going really well, and then of course the engineering group is is still going like crazy on other projects that you know we hope to announce here shortly and keep those rolling. But obviously ADSB is still important, and you know in our our dealer network out there has, has been uh, phenomenal, but, uh, you know, they're, they're booked up. A lot of them are booked until, uh, spring, mid-summer, early summer next year. So, mm. you know, we anti- we anticipate equipage through, uh, 2020 to be still pretty strong.
2: So what are you going to do, uh, for those people that can't get compliant, you know, by getting, you know, cause they can't get into the shop. Is there any options other than not flying in rural airspace? I mean, you and Fargo have obviously, that's not as big of an issue since you don't have a mode C veil to deal with, but, you know, for That's those of correct. us in here yeah. Minneapolis that aren't equipped, we're kind of going to be stuck, which is why I'm really glad I upgraded when I did over a year ago.
3: Yeah. So, um, you know, we always, you know, with a, a good long-term solution is a transponder. Um, there's some quicker installation uh, products out there, UAT, but if you've got an older transponder, you're going to want to get that replaced. So what we did, uh, we're, we'll be uh, any day now launching a program uh, where it's called the ANP Bundle. Um, so your local AMP will be able to do the install of this product. Um, and it's going to be coming with a pre-done wiring harness. Um, so a lot easier to install. And then also our current, you know, part 145 dealers will be able to purchase that as well. And, and, uh, won't have to, you know, wire up, uh, harnesses and stuff prior or during the install. So just be a quicker install as well. So that's one of the uh, things we're doing is trying to, you know, allow our dealers to expand to, you know, if you've got a local, um, aircraft mechanic on the field you know have them do a lot of the work on that and, and we're trying to make it easy by the, inst- the instructions and the harnessing and the stuff really really take the uh the time out of the install is what we're trying to accomplish here
2: well that'd be very helpful because i, I when we did the uh, the mooney upgrade i know that the biggest mess was uh you know just getting all that cabling and harnessing and stuff done so having a plug-and-play solution ought to be uh ought to really help and yeah, UAT solutions may be great uh, for do it yourself at the hangar by replacing a tail light or something, but uh, it doesn't help you if you want to go to the Bahamas like Greg and I do.
3: Yes, yeah, that, that More is correct. Yeah, you, yeah, you want a worldwide uh, long-term solution. You know, you put you put a a new 1090 extended squitter transponder in your aircraft. That thing is going to outlast the aircraft, outlast the aircraft. So it's a, you know, that's that's a long-term solution that we've been. Uh, you know, really playing on for for years. We've got the best uh, warranty in the industry, a five-year warranty. Um, So that's, uh, you know, you want something that's going to last you a long time and uh, don't have to worry about something failing on you, you know, these old tube-based transponders, something like that. But, uh, you know, go with something like that, ours or another competitor's, but that's that's what I recommend.
1: Well, there you go. And you can uh, check out Apario at Apario.com and uh, make sure you are properly equipped here by the end of the year or at least uh, shortly thereafter. And compliant with your ADSB in and out. So I know that is obviously preoccupied at your time. Uh, lately, there, Chris. But what else have you guys been up to? I know Dennis has a lot of questions about uh, incorporating his Impario equipment with his. Uh, well, uh, with is what it is the it? Avidyne? Yeah, the Avidyne, the Avidyne stuff.
2: radios. But also, uh, you know, you purchased uh, V here recently. Really, right. a big shakeup. Uh, you have your own EFB to tie directly to the Stratus uh, ADSB in solution. So,
3: yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we launched that prior to that, and um, you know, it's been a great, uh, a great program so far, and we've. Uh, been continuing internally uh um, with the beta app of of testing that and and we're going to be releasing we're going to start releasing you know monthly releases and then some bigger ones of course around you know the first year and some sun and fun and then some oshkosh and then nbaa throughout the next year that are you know some game game changing features which is pretty exciting and and it's really nice to be able to you know for me to go fly now and do a lot of testing on the app instead of just hardware so it's it's um been really good um you know, one of the things to point out is so we're, we're in the final stages of testing of of Stratus uh, Two 2S, S Two I with the AeroV integration, and so that should be releasing here uh, very very near future. So that gives gives a really good option to the current uh, Stratus portable customers out there with their ADS-BN receivers to have another option than you know the current uh, four flight option. Um, so that's, that's due to come in. Um, the other thing you know, we currently, if you've got an Avidine IFD navigator, you can push and pull your flight plans, you know, with, with AeroVie, but we're, we're also trying to make that a lot better experience. So we've been talking with them and, and uh, you know, hopefully we have some updates here coming and, you know, working really redesigning the user interface, the UI, we've got a, you know, a UI UX developer on staff here that is really good with human factors and the way you're pushing buttons and, and uh, flipping through screens. So, you know, we're really excited about the future of that.
1: It sounds like you have a few items that uh, pilots can add to their Christmas list for the season. it will be out well, there quickly. Black
2: Friday coming up, you know, yeah. you'll have to get some specials on, uh, you know, get those people now, get them to re- get a subscription now, and uh, we'll have new AeroV customers for next year.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And the stratus portable, the, the current stratus three has just been still selling, um, very well. And we're actually out of, we're backordered on it right now. You know, we're shipping every day, but uh, we just haven't been able to keep up. Um, a lot of it is on, you know, the transponder demand, but, um, we were, we were going to run a sale, uh, for a black Friday special, but we actually canceled it now. So we, we just, <laughs> we, we, we would go deeper and out of stock. So, um, But, yeah, no, it's all been been some great – it's an exciting time to be in aviation right now, that's for sure.
1: Well, there you go. Make a few bucks along the way, too, if you're lucky, uh, which is a good thing. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Hey,
3: we want everybody to
1: be uh, happy for the holidays. So That's right. That's right. That includes the manufacturers. So it sounds like you're keeping busy. Are you having any time to just get out there and have fun flying there, Chris? Yeah. You
3: you know what I did? And I I did a little, uh, uh, quote-unquote, test. Had to do a test flight. But I uh, left Fargo and and went out to Rapid City, South Dakota – and, uh, did some, uh, app testing on the way out there on the way back, but, uh, requested a, um, flyby of the heads, uh tour of the heads. So I flew around Mount Rushmore sweet, and I uh, got some GoPro footage and I uh, had a video made of it. And so that was, that was pretty fun. You know, I, I kind of, uh, put the app away for a minute and, and, uh, just did some stick and rudder and some flying around there and the, around the park out there and head back to Fargo. So that was a good six, seven hour
1: adventure something to mark yeah, off the absolutely. list for sure for pretty yep. much every pilot i think good stuff apario.com yeah. uh, go there uh, check out all those items and and more get yourself uh, set for adsb uh, by the end of the year you'll be good to go they'll take care of you chris thank you so much
3: yeah always a pleasure thanks for having me on and uh see you guys soon
1: absolutely we got more coming up on just Plane radio just Plane
0: radio the show devoted exclusively to flying in the aviation lifestyle Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Not my color or my style. I've always preferred flying a G4.
1: Will she fly?
0: She'll fly. Let's load her up and bring our friends home, shall we? She flies.
1: This is Just Playing Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis navigating the latest aviation news and information. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to a guy who had to pull the chute on his Cirrus. Uh, and it wasn't all bad because he got picked up by a cruise ship in the Caribbean and got uh, a pretty cool ride home and a story to boot. So we're going to check in with him a little bit later on and uh, you know get a first-hand report of what it was really like. Because uh, I think I'm kind of dressing it up to sound more... Uh, amazing than it really was. You think they're, dead. I'm guessing he wasn't uh, very happy yeah. about that.
2: Uh, no, especially because he had just bought himself a new wetsuit in the Virgin Islands and never even got to use it. It's, uh, still in the plane, about 2000 feet down in the bottom of the ocean. Well, so. it got wet,
1: but he just yeah. wasn't wearing it at the time, I assume. But we'll find out, uh, when we talk to him a little bit later on. But first we got a couple stories we have to navigate through. One has to do with drones. We got to get that drone news out there to our passengers this week. So what's going on? Uh, with that so uh, segment of our our industry,
2: so United Parcel Service, you know what can Brown do for you? Well, they they can make our lives a whole lot simpler. Yeah. What's the most frustrating part about picking up your prescription? I actually, have paying to go for to it. pharmacy right? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll pay for it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, CVS and Walgreens and all these places have tried to make it easy with a drive-up window, but this is even better. Mm-hmm. How about having the drone drive up to your front lawn and lower your prescription? Uh, to your front lawn at your house you don't even have to leave anymore drugs delivered by drone
1: <laughs>
2: yeah that's
1: all we need to make uh, right. drugs a little bit more accessible but it's like hey man hey i gotta get some more drugs hey let's do well, the drone thing dude
2: no, I don't, I don't well, and think, I think it's great the way that CVS is doing this. You know, they hover the drone and then from 20 feet instead of trying to land it. Because, you know, if you ever go into a CVS pharmacy, the receipt they give you is usually about 20 feet long. So you right. can just use the receipt paper to lower your prescription to the to the oh, ground. Okay.
1: So what, What? the drone's up there and just say, okay, get ready to catch. And they they just drop it?
2: No, it lowered it and set it down on the lawn. Detached the line and and flew off. Oh, okay. so instead of trying to you know land an airplane in somebody's lawn, uh, the idea is it just comes in into an open area, sets the package down, and leaves. Yeah, and I
1: guess they've so, already done a test of this to show that it could work. They actually delivered some somebody's uh, drugs to them that way. Is that right?
2: Yep. This was in Cary, North Carolina, uh, just last week. So. Mm-hmm.
1: What were the drugs? Did they leave that uh, part out? They didn't out? say.
2: I, that's you what know. I figured. But I mean, getting home delivery of drugs is probably not an unusual thing. Uh, but these are legal prescription ones.
1: I so. think, yeah, exactly. I think that's been happening for uh, for the last few years uh, over yes. the Mexican border. But I am just saying, <laughs> there is one way to get over a wall. But uh, regardless, uh, you know that's what's happening. Uh, the future is coming. And you can look at it as good or bad, but it's coming whether you like it or not, for sure.
2: Okay, so. Pretty soon your Chipotle burritos and your McDonald's will come uh, the same way. So, you know, life is only going to get better for us. You will
1: not have to leave the couch. And that is to eat and and potentially to fly. Because technology is coming in uh, to that arena hot and heavy as well. And we have a story about, well, there's an app for that. If you want to learn how to fly, that's all you're going to need is your iPhone and an app. Is that right? Right.
2: Uh, Really, that's what's been happening. I mean, when I learned to fly a long time ago, um, it was plan on spending a weekend, you know, on a ground school or spending, you know, time with your flight instructor and, you know, King schools had just come out with VHS tapes, which was a revolution. But now you don't even have to do that. Uh, There are so many apps out there. You can go to websites and get a complete ground school. You can download Sporty's app onto your iPhone, iPad, Apple TV and train wherever it's convenient for you and get, you know. College level uh, lectures and things like that, you know, good quality productions. And it, it's just absolutely amazing. So you can train on your time, schedule, and convenience. And on top of that, there's other tools that customers and people have come up with to make your training experience just that much better. Um, Cloud Ahoy is one of those that started off as just a way to take a look at your, your flight log, and now they've turned it into a complete uh, evaluation. You and your flight instructor go out and fly, and you can actually take a look at your flight plath- path. It'll tell ta- tell you what kind of an approach you did, how far off course you were, grade you, and give you a score. Wow. All of this kind of stuff to help make your your training more relevant and more accurate. And give have you, you used lot of a
1: Cloud Ahoy in that uh in that you know way yet?
2: Well, I don't want to grade my own landings. Well, but, so uh, how does it grade? <laughs> does it give you a letter
1: grade or does it? You it,
2: know, it gives okay. you a numerical score. Oh, okay. It doesn't. The idea would be to try to do better, or in your case, you know, see if you get a lower score. They
1: ought to use emojis. You know, you either get a happy face emoji or a thumbs up emoji or the little poop emoji if you really blew it.
2: You know what I mean? You know, maybe we could put that as a (laughs) suggestion for them. But yeah,
1: they'll file it accordingly, as they do most suggestions from just plain radio. That's just that's just me guessing. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the the apps are pretty impressive. I mean, King Schools which I went through their program when I was doing my training a couple years ago. Uh, I was using their computer, you know, desktop computer system, which was basically an online course. But now they actually have it all concise down to like an app format.
2: Yeah, it's all in an app. The same videos are there. So you can pull your iPad out when you're at home and watch the video and then you're you know, maybe uh, at the airport and you're waiting for your lesson, you pull out your iPhone and continue right from there. Mm-hmm. And it, it, just it. the flexibility to train wherever it's convenient for you.
1: Well, you got to love that. Uh, technology is a good thing, especially when they use it effectively when, you know, you're just using apps. You don't even have to download a computra, you know, uh, program to your main desktop. I mean, to do it on the go like that is pretty effective. Okay. So Cloud Ahoy, King Schools, Training Sporties is another one. You said right. Sporty's
2: is a similar thing. Uh, Sporty's has got uh, their app for their flight training is available on all the platforms as well. And a lot of the the similar, you know, wherever it's convenient for you. Um, ASA, who's for the longest time has been uh, the publisher of like your FAR AIM. And they have all of the uh, training guides and manuals available as well. Uh, But when's the last time that you actually had to go look, look up a regulation? Getting out the paper book and getting in the index to try to go find a rule is actually kind of a pain. I personally like being able to pull out the FAR AIM as a, a e-book on my iPad because I can type in, you know, what am I looking up uh, for currency requirements? You just type in currency and it gives you every relevant rule and just you can click and go to it. Makes it a lot easier instead of going through your FAR and putting flat, you know, paper flags on there to mark the pages on your check ride of things that the examiner might ask you about. Uh, you know, it's just a lot easier just to be able to search an e-document now. Well, she's so not again, quite
1: but, there yet, but uh, eventually we'll be able to just ask Siri. I'm, I'm I'm guessing that's the next phase. What do you think?
2: Well, you probably could have her. She could Google search it. <laughs> well, she she could,
1: but uh, yeah, she's not that adept at uh, aviation stuff yet. But, uh, but it, just it's coming. Wait. Yeah, But the
2: examiner will probably say you can't use Siri. You have to actually know where to go look it up. Uh,
1: Your your name's uh, Siri. It's Alexa.
2: Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm.
1: Right. No, she's my co-pilot. She's in training, too. She's my buddy. Yeah, anyway. Uh, it's the future it's coming whether you like it or not you like this as a cfi though it's just another tool in the shed that you can use to train your pilots right well and
2: it's a lot less paper i have to haul around when i need to go to the save the planet no paper we
1: got an app for that now and maybe siri in the future more coming up on just plane radio
0: Just plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
1: I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high that fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings. You can't sleep. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. That's Jimmy Buffett. And he lives the life. He flies planes all throughout the Caribbean and the world. And that kind of brings us to our next guest. He's been doing the same kind of thing uh, and, and has quite a, a story to share. That would be Ed. Welcome to Just Plane Radio, Ed. How are you, buddy?
5: I'm doing fine. How about you guys?
1: Very good. We, we hope to learn from your uh, previous you know, flying experiences, which include a free cruise, I hear. Is that right?
5: Yeah, I, I chose the hard way to get a free cruise.
1: Yes. So let, let's back up and set the stage here, because you had a—well, uh, I guess you had. Maybe you still have. It was a Cirrus with one of those parachutes I, I, on it, right?
5: I, I had a Yeah, I had a Cirrus, and I actually have another Cirrus now, and I had a couple before that Cirrus.
1: Okay, and your thing was you like to cruise through the Caribbean with your Cirrus, go on dive trips, which is what Dennis and I want to do. But you had an incident where you had to pull the lever and and launch the parachute on your Cirrus. Where were you? I
5: did. I was on my way back. Danny, who's also a pilot friend of mine from a long time, one of the three of us tank bangers, as we call our little dive group,
0: Yeah.
5: Uh, he, he and I went to St. Croix diving. We dove there for about four days, and we were on our way back home, um, and we were probably about an hour and a half or so into the flight and 30 miles or so short of Grand Turk Island when... We got a engine warning, low oil pressure, and we talking to air traffic control and declared emergency, and we pulled the chute and we landed in the ocean.
1: I would imagine you knew you had a problem when you saw that light, but how long did it take you to realize, uh-oh, We're going to have to pull the chute on this thing.
5: Well, when the light came on, initially it was a low oil pressure light. It was yellow, and I was talking to air traffic control. I was on an instrument flight plan talking to Miami Center, and... You know, I said we've got a problem. I've got a loyal pressure light on. He says, "Are you declaring?" I said, "No, I want to double check instruments, check analog gauges. I'll be right back with you." And hold but, the
1: line. We got to continue the story because obviously it gets even more interesting. And we will on the other side, right here on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain
0: Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Take off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Talk about soaring like a bird. What? Because we're as high as a bird, but going twice as fast. You do me a favor, take the controls for a second, Wayne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you, kid. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You're a funny guy. You got it.
1: This is just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot. Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information and sharing cool stories. From our pilot friends, which brings us to Ed. It was cruising through the Caribbean on a dive adventure, which is what Dennis and I want to be doing. But we don't want to end up like Ed and his uh, tank bangers group did. (laughs) Outside of Grand Turk, you you call an emergency, the tower, and uh, you have to ditch your plane and launch the parachute on your Cirrus. How long of uh, a time when the oil pressure light went off and you realize, uh oh, this is going to be more serious than I thought?
5: Well... Time is something that if you, God forbid, you're ever in the situation, when you'd look back on it later, you can say, you know, how long did this take or how long before that took? And if you think about it and you do the math, how long before you hit the water and so on, it's a whole lot longer than what it seemed when it actually happened. Yeah. But the light went off. We talked. We were talking to air traffic control. We were double-checking a couple things, and then the red light came on seconds later, and the engine oil pressure just bottomed out. Wow. So it didn't take very long. And at that point, uh, we declared emergency, and I told Danny, you know, grab the life jacket, put yours on, and I put mine on, and he was calling out altitudes as we're in Best Glide. Uh, he's calling out altitudes, and I said, I'm going to pull around 2,000, so somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 feet. I said, all right, deploying parachute, and I pulled. And it was the biggest bungee jump, pull, (laughs) jerk you ever felt. I think I'm two inches shorter now after that one. Right. And then moments later, we hit the water.
2: Yeah. Wow. And let me guess, that was a nice soft landing, too, wasn't it? Mm, No.
5: Actually, the parachute pull, if you think about it, you're going about 85 knots, and you go 85 to 0
1: mm.
5: when you're under parachute going down you're going about 19 miles an hour till you hit the water at 0 so actually the parachute deploying and you know pulling you was actually a stronger jolt than it was when we hit the water
1: hmm. did you ever have that moment where you're like oh i'm gonna have to change the shorts kind of thing uh or it uh, sounds like it happened so
2: quick yeah that you just rinse uh, them out say. when you get out of the plane right uh
5: we didn't realize it until after when we were floating in the raft actually making jokes about it right. and thinking about it it doesn't catch up to you till afterwards
1: yeah, you don't realize how scary of a situation you were in until you survive it, I guess, is is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah,
5: that's true. And I get asked all the time, it's like, you know, were you scared, you know, out of your wits? And honestly, in truth, you know, most pilots were very well-trained um, you don't have time to panic. You know, you panic in most situations. It's not a good outcome. So you basically, your mind reverts to your training, and we yeah. did what we were trained, and you survive, and you look back on it afterwards.
1: Wow. So once this happens, and, and you know, and it's kind of catching up uh, with you, you're in, the you know, the life raft, and now you're thinking, okay, we survived this, which you, you, I'm sure you were very grateful for, But then were you having that moment like, okay, now what do we do? Are we going to be floating at sea for days? Or or what happened at that point?
5: (laughs) Well, knowing that we were talking to air traffic control, and as luck would have it, about 45 minutes behind us, a Coast Guard rescue plane had left Puerto Rico from doing maneuvers for two weeks. They were on their way home on the same flight path pretty much that we were hmm. and they heard us and they jumped in
1: wow so so it, it was luck it of the just draw happened so to, to be speak. lucky yeah. but
5: when they were actually uh they they were looking they told us later said so they were looking for wreckage and or you know if they could have seen a parachute in the plane well they were 45 minutes by the time they were above us The plane had actually sunk, the parachute was gone, there was nothing but this tiny little raft in the middle of the ocean, Hmm. and so they actually had to do a search pattern and did a search pattern for an extended period of time before they actually found us. Wow. So we they went over us a number of times, and we kept saying it's like, and then they disappear, and you're like, okay, what happens? Why aren't they circling? Yeah. And, you know, they didn't see us a number of times that we're seeing them. They didn't see us, obviously.
2: Hmm. Wow. Well, was sure there anything was... you could have done to make yourself more visible? I mean, what did you have in the raft? Did you have signal mirrors or flares or anything Hell. like that? To... <laughs> we,
5: we had signal mirrors. We had uh, expired flares. So they didn't work. Hmm. So note to self: Yeah, I have a throw bag now that has fresh flares, all kinds of extra supplies. If God forbid this ever happens, I'll be the best equipped person ever. I'm sure. Um, but we didn't have much more other than the the signal. They had a signal mirror in there, and we were just waving it around, trying to see if they could see us. And hmm. um, as as luck has it, you know they it's the U.S. Coast Guard. Thank God for these you know, men and women, they saw us and they uh, were communicating to ships in the area and they determined that, you know, the Princess Encore, you know, cruise ship was best equipped and boy, are they equipped (laughs) to help in this situation.
1: (laughs) Well, most rescue boats need to have a chocolate buffet, I believe. I think (laughs) That's how it operates in that part of the world. But I mean, were the seas kind of rough too when you guys landed or or what? We were six days. They were six six to eight foot
5: swell okay. and That's... there were white caps, yeah so we later were looking at video that was taken from the cruise ship, and you know you know this is fifteen story tall ship, and they're taking they're looking out and they're following the rescue boat that took off a of kodiak to, to go reach us mm. Mm-hmm. And then they're filming them, and you really don't see us until they're really alongside, because we're like a speck, it seemed.
1: Yeah, well, six to eight-foot seas, yeah, it's easily easy to get lost. I know this as a fellow diver, you know that uh, it's hard to, you know, see divers on the surface when the seas are above, say, three feet or so. So you guys were in pretty rough and choppy seas, it sounds like. And and, uh, and when you, you know, uh, hit the parachute uh and fully and, and i mean uh, i i'm assuming that was just a matter of seconds before you guys actually hit the water i mean at that point were you still on the radio telling them hey we deployed the parachute kind of thing or was the by radio then, even working at by that then point?
5: i had actually turned off power okay. i had cut the fuel i turned off power and everything because i didn't know what sort of inca- Im- impact or what was going to happen right so we, I'm, I'm still trying to get a copy of the transcript. I talked to some folks with in Miami Center, and they said, you know, it was very – apparently I rattled off everything, you know, like you're supposed to, how many people on board, where we are, what we're doing mm-hmm. uh, until the last communications. And at that point, you're more in tune with, okay – Life jackets on, get ready for impact, pulling the chute. By then you're not talking anymore.
1: Yeah, I would imagine. You're just uh you know, the 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 butt cheeks are clenching and all that kind of stuff at that point, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Uh- uh, well, you, you obviously got a great story. I mean, I, we, we kid, but I'm, I'm obviously you're very lucky that it worked out the way it did. And I'm sure you're very grateful in that regard. Uh, but I got to ask you, once you got on the cruise ship, did everybody look at you guys like you were heroes or they like, Hey, what the hell is this? Or what kind of reaction did you get uh, when you went up on the princess cruise? When you guys got rescued? Well, they took
5: they took us straight to their sick bay, for one. Okay. So the side of the ship opens, and the boat pulls up alongside, and we I kind of fell forward. It's like kind of a little dehydrated and a little bit of adrenaline. And, uh, you know, so we were in sick bay for a few hours. They gave us fluids and so on. But as we approached the ship on the Kodiak, everybody was lined up, clapping and cheering us.
1: That's cool. So you got a nice welcome. They were happy to see it was.
5: you. It And then they finally set us loose, and they set us up with a cabin, and we had drinks with the crew at the bar, and we had dinner, and everybody on the ship when they saw us. Of course, it's formal night, so everybody <laughs> is dressed to the nines in right. suits and sequin gowns.
1: Yeah. And, and you gotta have like a Princess Cruise and flip flops yeah. and T shirts. All branded with Princess Cruise logos, I would imagine. But no, hey, uh,
5: we actually still had our own stuff on. And somehow I managed to hold on to my reef flip flops. They didn't come off my feet. Poor Danny, he lost his flip flops, so he was wearing one of those pairs of hospital foam shoes all the way to the airport. All right.
1: More of this story with Ed next, right here on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio,
0: the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous.
4: Amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org.
1: Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and Flight Training Professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407 896 0077. That's 407 77 Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com.
0: You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
1: Are we? are we? in
0: L.A.? No, we're in North Dakota, hmm.
5: and only those passengers deemed fit to fly will go on to Los Angeles.
0: And you're not one of them.
1: This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain uh, Dennis and uh, Ed, who has a Cirrus. You got a new Cirrus now. uh, Since the old one went to the bottom of the ocean, I guess, when you had to pull the the chute. Is is that right, uh, Ed?
5: It is, as they say, swimming with the fishes.
1: Right. Now, you're a diver, and I know you've had this question before, but have you been tempted to go... Uh, to that spot where you ditched your plane and say, hey, let's go dive this thing? Or is it in like like a mile well,
5: deeper? we looked in on the NOAA charts, and it's probably in about 2,000 feet of water. Yeah. So I don't think we're well equipped to go to those depths. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm a, you know, a, what they call a, a princess diver. I like 80 feet of visibility and 80-degree water.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. 80, 80, 80. 80-degree <laughs> 80 air temp. <laughs> Eight degree visibility yep. or 80-foot you know, vis, and uh, yeah, I'm with you there for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're a Caribbean diver. That's what we like. We like going down uh, deep into the Caribbean and just having great viz and putting on some board shorts and a T-shirt and jumping in the water. I mean, that's what I why I've wanted to get my pilot certificate to do just that. Uh, I've had uh, some issues uh you know not with uh you know ditch my least plane. of
2: them was your heart condition
1: well okay there's been a few things <laughs> but uh but dennis has a mooney 201 and we do mm. want to take it down there and do this kind of stuff so I, I would imagine your first advice is to make sure you got a proper ditch bag just so you'll <laughs> be able to last till the uh to the chocolate buffet there on the princess cruise if they if they pick us up as well is that right
5: yeah, a proper ditch bag is definitely important with an perb and, you know, locator, flares, water, you know, the, the all of the good stuff. There's a whole list of stuff that I have in for mine now, down to and including Noodle. My Golden Doodle's life jacket is actually in the ditch bag as well because he travels the Caribbean with us, you know, more often than not.
1: No, wait, wait. Back up again. He's noodle. What? What are you talking about? You got a pool noodle with you? Is that, I don't know what no, you said. No,
5: noodle is my golden doodle, my dog. Oh,
1: okay, okay.
5: And yeah. he travels the Caribbean with us. And uh-huh. so he has been to, you know, Jamaica. He's been down to the Keys. He's been to the Dominican Republic with us. I'm looking at my schedule right now. We just got back from uh, Negril. In, for New Year's, we're going to be in Roatan at Coco View, in nice in Barbados, in April, in Ocho Rios again in October. And then I have two more slots that I have to fill. So I, I try to put at least five or six trips a year on my schedule, and then then I just go.
1: And these are all dive adventures that you you, uh, cruise down through the Caribbean and and stuff, or or are they just trips, period? Pretty
5: much. There's one trip this coming year that is not so much a dive. It's more of remembrance. I am not a cruise person as far as getting on cruise ships. Yeah. However, Danny's wife has decided that to commemorate what happened the same week of in March this mm. year, yeah, we have booked a cruise on the same ship with the same captain. We've been in touch with them and so we are going to do a Caribbean cruise with the, the the crew from the princess that saved us, and they've actually sent us, upgraded us, and we're sitting with the captain, and they're going to make a PR thing of it. But uh, oh, that's, that's nice. going to be another trip it's already on my schedule. I won't be diving on that one, but. Right. Uh,
1: well, as part of that uh, whole adventure, about halfway through the week, are you going to jump overboard and kind of reverse the process <laughs> maybe? <laughs>
5: I'll give them well, an opportunity to <laughs> practice one more time. <laughs> hey, guys, deja vu, look. Yeah guy. <laughs> it
2: could happen, yeah. No. Well, that, are they that, charging you twice as much for this trip because uh, they're getting uh, getting paid back for the one last year?
5: Well, mm. I don't know about that. They actually, we had already booked it through our friend Jan, and she contacted them, and then we actually emailed back and forth with the captain, and the next thing you know, they've upgraded us, and so they've actually thrown in a bunch of stuff, and they, it, I actually picked up a, the, the brochure for princess and somewhere in that big 25 30 page thing that they send out to travel agents there is an actual page about how the princess assisted the u.s coast guard in a rescue recently uh near grand turk island in rescuing a down plane and its Mm -hmm. passengers and so we're actually part of their brochure didn't mention us by name but when i saw that i was kind of thrilled
1: yes well they got a little positive br out of this whole thing (laughs) As, yeah, <laughs> uh, which is probably a good thing for their marketing department. Uh, hell, we're talking about them, so uh, but but uh, that's a good thing that they helped out. Uh, but but I am sure you are going to have a great adventure, and uh, but but it hasn't stopped you at all. This didn't slow you guys down, from what I hear. You guys jumped right back in the plane or this newer plane and and uh, started your next adventures uh, down through the Caribbean. Is that right?
5: It, it is. I uh, actually bought the exact same. It's another Centennial. 2003 Centennial uh SR22 and it's got I upgraded the avionics in this one cuz it didn't have the toys that I wanted in it and she's made a couple of trips into the Caribbean already um and she's, you know, it doesn't do me any good to keep her in the hangar. And if you guys ever want to put something together, maybe we can call on some of other, some of your your audience, and maybe we can have a. Let's all meet at such and such island in the Caribbean, and you can put that Mooney to good use, and yeah. we can all come and dive together.
1: Well, how do we become a, a member of the Tank Bangers? That's what it sounds like. We need to do.
5: <laughs> well, to get you, free cruises, you a dive trip with us, and parachute you ride, your handle. <laughs> Your 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 call sign. You know how pilots get a you know jet pilots get a call sign. Yeah. Well, my call sign used to be Chumley. Not like you could figure out what where I got that one.
1: Uh huh. Okay.
5: But after the incident, I'm now Splish and Danny is now Splash. <laughs>
1: okay well i they just call me greg and other four-letter words that we can't say on the radio but uh, okay uh, ed thank you for sharing your story you know we kid but uh, i'm sure they've learned a lot you know something that you got to be aware of if you're going to do that kind of travel good stuff thanks for being on just plain radio
5: love being here thanks guys you guys do a great job well
1: thank you and on that note we'll wrap it up till next time remember there's no better high than learning to fly (laughs) The <laughs>
0: Flying and the aviation lifestyle.